0: Sometimes I get a little bit of a smile and a laugh from people when I tell them that we actively teach the art of networking to our students. And then, of course, I explain that networking essentially boils down to the art of the conversation. And if we help our students understand how to be interesting and how to be interested, we are giving them the tools for success. I've adopted a curious mindset when I have conversations with people and often use it as an opportunity to learn and understand some areas in which the very teaching of the entrepreneurial mindset can be improved. So if I'm talking to parents or even alumni, people in their 20s or 30s, one of the questions that I will often ask is what do you wish you had learned in school? What do you wish you had learned that you've currently either had to figure out? Maybe you had to learn it the hard way. Maybe you wish you could replace something that you had learned with this knowledge. What would that be? Now, by and large, that conversation usually drifts toward personal finance, compound interest, investing, which is why I believe the entrepreneurial mindset is so directly tied to understanding the world of finance. That's why we spend so much time talking about compound interest and opportunity cost. But when you look at some of these other core skill areas, one of the, let's say, favorite responses is communication specifically conversation skills. So I then pry a little bit. I say, well, help me understand. What are these conversation skills? When have you had to apply them? And of course, the interview often comes up. I wish I had learned how to interview. Now, there are many speech programs and speech classes around the country where the interview process is taught and and taught well. But I believe there is an area where we can help our students develop tools for success in the art of communication, and this is an area that will be directly linked to the areas for them to grow. I am, of course, talking about the art of networking. Now, sometimes when I use the phrase the art of networking, I get a little bit of a smile or maybe a little bit of a sly grin because, you know, sometimes when you talk about that, people might assume there's a manipulative aspect to this. Oh, networking. Isn't that just kind of like, you know, using people to get connections and maybe get get a leg up in society? And I would say that, yes, you you could use networking to a manipulative end, but we want our students to understand the importance of networking from the perspective of the famous Zig Ziglar quote. So many of you might remember Zig Ziglar is famous for saying, you can have everything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. So often, I think we look at networking as a one-sided thing. What can this person do to help me? How can they help me get ahead? How can I tell them about me so they know what I'm doing? But true networking is about a connection. It's about a relationship. It is about being genuinely interested in the other person. And this is a learned practice. It's a learned ability, which means it is something that we can improve upon. You know, many, many adults in their 40s and 50s have become quite adept at networking and understand the real purpose of it. Now, I don't know if you've been to these events or these mixers where there may be some young adults or people who aren't quite used to the networking world and it's a little awkward and it might feel a little forced. Well, I would argue that if we help our students understand how to carry on a meaningful conversation, we will give them the tools they need to then successfully network. Then, if they can successfully network, they will begin building networks that they can rely on where they can ultimately achieve the success they want in life while helping other people do the same. It is essentially teaching the famous Stephen Covey win-win mindset. So, teaching the art of networking goes hand-in-hand with teaching the art of conversation. And I believe there are two key aspects to this. Aspect number one, who we need to be interesting. okay, now let's let's dive into that a little bit because at first that sounds a little strange. Oh, well, of course we're interesting, right? Well, um, okay, we might think that we're interesting, but do we come across as interesting? You know, I want you to consider this. When's the last time you had a conversation with someone and it took them maybe five or six minutes? to express the thought they had or, or you know to describe what they did, or you know tell me your background and you get their entire autobiography. and you're thinking, mm, didn't really need to know where you went to elementary school. If we help our students develop concise, clear answers to generally ask questions, then they will be able to get right to the point and offer interesting replies. So, I believe in a very straightforward way to teaching this. By teaching people to be interesting, we're not asking them to be people that they are not. We're not asking them to put on, you know, false personas or make up information. No, everybody genuinely is interesting, We're helping them express that. We're helping them form thoughts and answers about themselves that will position themselves as an interesting person. They have passions. They have interests. They have areas in which they excel. Well, let's make sure that we help them put those front and center in the conversation. And we can do this in a very clear way because the second aspect of the conversation is to be interested we have to genuinely care about listening to and responding to the other person. Now, we talk about this a lot in society, how often we are merely waiting to respond. We we already know what we're going to say next, and we're just waiting for that moment for the other person to stop talking. That means that we are not genuinely interested. We are not listening. So part of the art of the conversation is teaching students to listen, teaching them to Uh, Think of it almost as a detective who is entering onto a scene and is trying to pry with questions to get to deeper truths and answers. We need to teach our students to be curious, to be curious in the other person and ask questions to dig into that curiosity, but then at the same time to be interesting in the way that they present and position themselves. And this often comes down to four key questions. These are the questions that we teach students, and we also teach them to know the answers themselves, so that even if they're not asked, they can use this as fodder for the conversation. That first question is, what absolutely fuels you the most right now? What are you the most excited about? What's got you really passionate right now? Now, maybe it's a, maybe it's a sports team. Uh, maybe it's a new project. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe it's a new movie or television show. Whatever it is, this is going to give the person an area of passion, which is going to heighten the excitement of the conversation. The second question. What is the most important thing I should know about you? well, there you have it, right? We're going to cut right to the chase. What, if we boil you down as a person, what's the one thing that you want me to walk away from this conversation knowing about you? The third question, what is the one book that has influenced you the most? Now, often my students will substitute television show or movie or maybe song. And I encourage them to ask the question based on the age of the person they're talking to. Now, this sounds a little weird. Let me explain. If you're carrying on a conversation with someone in their late 30s or 40s, I do think it's best to ask about the book that's been most influential. But if you're carrying on a conversation with someone maybe in their teens or 20s, then maybe you do ask a question about song or television show. Now, some of you listening are like, wait a minute, are you saying people in their teenagers and 20s aren't reading books? Well, statistically, yes, that's true. But my point is this, you can throw any form of media out there that's going to help the person feel as if they can share an influential work in their life. Doesn't have to be a book. It just happens to be what I ask when I'm in these conversations. The fourth question is this, what makes you smile when you get out of bed in the morning? What is it? What is it that, that kind of drives that positivity, that optimistic attitude for you? Now, these questions are not meant to be asked in quick succession to each other. They're meant to be conversation milestones, markers, points where we can then begin to dig a little deeper. So we don't, we don't want to just hear the answer and then go on to the next question. We want to hear the answer and then ask a qualifying question about the answer we just heard. We want to go one, two, maybe even three layers deeper into that conversation. We want the conversation to end and have the other person think, wow, that was a meaningful use of my time. That was a true conversation. And if that is the case, we have then begun the art of networking. Now I'll say this, why do we teach this in school? Well, as we teach the entrepreneurial mindset to students, to young adults, really even to teachers, to anybody, the point is to help people develop tools in their toolkit. And the reason this is an important tool is because this is an art that is largely lost in today's society. When I talk to business owners, one of the areas they complain about the most is both the hiring process and the actual onboarding and even employment process of young adults. They say young adults don't know how to talk. They don't know how to talk to adults. They don't know how to make eye contact. They don't know how to shake hands. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you right now. They don't know that because they haven't been taught that. Many of these skills are not taught in traditional schooling, and as a result, we then expect people to know them, but we haven't given them a chance to develop these skills. And those go hand-in-hand with conversation. Carrying on a good conversation is an art. It is something that is developed, it is a skill, it is an attribute that can improve with time, and I argue that the earlier we start, the more developed it will be for our students.